millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Rogers out. Mourinho out. Benitez out. Klinsman out. Sherwood out. Everybody out. Fire them all. World Soccer Talk Radio here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Pleasure and a privilege to be with you as always. A fresh week, a fresh start. What a weekend it was all over the footballing world in Europe, in Italia, in Deutschland, in England. Back to Latin America, down in Argentina, in Mexico, and even right here in the U.S. of A. My name is Nate Abarea. Tweet me at NateWST. Tweet us all at World Soccer Talk and at Byline USA for updates on the program. I hope you can detect my sarcasm when I'm saying fire all of these managers. No, maybe we should have a little bit of patience with some of these folks. Well, we'll get to Brendan Rogers a little bit later in the show. That is a whole nother topic in and of itself. David Goldblatt is going to be with us here in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. David, an incredible author and uh, also a radio documentary producer. That's how I first uh, came across David Goldblatt's work about four or five years ago when he produced a BBC radio documentary series entitled, entitled The Power and the Passion. And the first episode that he produced was called A Night at the Opera, and it was all about the Milan Derby. So how fitting. We had Matteo Benetti on the show the other day talking all about the Milan Derby. Inter defeats AC Milan 1-0. Mario Balotelli almost scores a sensational equalizer in that match coming off the bench. Actually came off the bench moments later, almost scored an absolute scorcher. But Inter get the 1-0 victory in the Milan Derby. But that A Night at the Opera, happened to listen to that this weekend listened to it twice went back and found the old bbc archives for it and how it connected to the milan derby that we just had this weekend oh it all ties together so perfectly so many different things that we could talk about with david and we've got two segments coming up here with the uh, famous author himself and one of the things that david has had some very interesting takes on over the last couple of years is the globalization of the barclays premier league we're going to talk about that with david and kind of pose the question has the globalization and the international success of the english top flight has it been a product of some marketing genius or just the most fortuitous accident of all time we'll talk about that and a few more topics with david goldblatt right here on world soccer talk radio stay tuned sports by line broadcasting network If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. 
The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. At Lumber Liquidators, our founder is back, and we're consolidating our inventory so you can get special clearance deals on quality floors that you won't find anywhere else. Why pay $3 a square foot for hardwood at other stores? We have easy-click pre-finished butterscotch oak for just $0.99. Cents. Beautiful and unique bamboo from $1.79. More than 80 styles of American and European laminate from $0.59 cents and more, plus 18-month special financing. I recently came back to Lumber Liquidators to get us back to basics, just good wood at a good price. These deals end Tuesday. Visit LumberLiquidators.com for a store near you. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to Go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Football season starts Sunday, and you could kick things off by winning $2 million at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. You've never experienced football like this. It may only be week one, but it already feels like the playoffs at DraftKings.com. And every broken tackle or spectacular catch could take you closer to a $2 million payday. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code ATTACK to play free for a shot at $2 million in Sunday's $10 million millionaire maker. Enter ATTACK for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Nate Abarea back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Thanks for subscribing to us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and checking out the website that started it all, worldsoccertalk.com. Our guest in this edition of the program is one David Goldblatt, the author of The Ball is Round, A Global History of Soccer, The Game of Our Lives, The English Premier League, and The Making of Modern Britain, and Football Nation, The Story of Brazil through soccer and as I talked about in the opening the way I first came across David's work was his radio documentary series from uh, four or five years ago entitled The Power and the Passion great BBC radio documentary series that is still archived through the BBC World Service I encourage you all to check that out David thank you so much for joining us how you doing sir I'm good thank you very much for having me it's a pleasure Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, I talked about the opening. It tied all together because I remember the first uh, Power and the Passion edition was A Night at the Opera, the Milan Derby. And so uh, (laughs) after the Milan Derby passing uh, this past uh, Sunday and Inter winning in this edition the same way they did in the one that you uh, produced that documentary about. It was interesting how that all came together so perfectly. But what I want to talk with you about today is a topic that, that you have written extensively about, and I'm sure you've got many, many thoughts about, and that is the globalization of 
the Premier League in in England, and I, sh- I should say the globalization of the Premier League in England and Wales. Don't want to don't want to leave out our Welsh uh, fans of of Swansea and even Cardiff uh, over the last couple <laughs> of years. But the Man United Liverpool match was seen in over 200 countries uh, this this past Saturday, and it's looked at as the most popular televised fixture in the world. And that's kind of just a microcosm of the globalization of the Premier League. But the way I kind of want to pose this to you is. When you look at how this thing became globalized, would you mm-hmm. say it's a product of just absolute marketing genius from the heads of the Premier League or maybe just the most fortuitous accident of all time? Well, I think it's a bit of both of those. And then I think it's something actually specific and special about the product on offer. I don't think it's just a kind of um, – uh, a, a sort of illusion of marketing. I mean, I think it's partly luck in, you know, you've got to be kind of right time, right place. And, you know, the globalization of any football league wasn't possible before the early to mid 1990s and the arrival of, you know, satellite pay-per-view television and all the technologies that now make it possible. And at that moment, you know, the Premier League was not the leading league in 1992. It was not the one that everybody wanted to watch. And, you know, I don't know if you were watching the Premier League in 1992, but Swindon Town versus Sheffield United still pretty much looked like the old school in 1992 for all the kind of window dressing. And Serie A is is easily the most sort of glamorous uh, and globally known and sort of attractive football product, I would say, at that moment, you know. And they've had 10 years of Berlusconi kind of ramping the thing up and those fantastic Milan teams of that era. And, um, you know, the infrastructure from the World Cup 1990 still looks okay, hasn't fallen apart yet, which, of course, is to come. Um, And, you know, if they'd have got their act together um, and um, Italian football hadn't been so fantastically dysfunctional in so many different ways, you know, there was they could have grabbed the market there and then. So I think the Premier League is, you know, was lucky is that, you know, in those early years, it's kind of its main um, opponent, I suppose, uh, in, uh, you know, certainly for customers and eyeballs around the world, you know, shot itself, shot itself in the foot. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, the Premier League, they have been very, very smart about marketing. They've been very smart about the way they actually, you know, cover cover the spectacle. And Sky Sports has been an important player in that. But people like full stadiums. You know, there's just this crazy, isn't it? Everybody's watching it on the television and the internet and mobile phones. And yet you can't fake the full stadium. And you can't fake, you know, the feel. You can't fake the feel of the crowd. And there's something particular about English football crowds. So I think there's a lot of this in Germany too. Um, that has, um, yeah, that's been um, that that's been incredibly appealing to the rest of the world. David, we talk about the grassroots of soccer here in America quite a bit on this show, and I kind of want to go over to to England and, and look at a, a grassroots perspective, or look at this whole thing from a, a grassroots perspective, and kind of pose pose this next question to you here, and that is: Has the the globalization of the Premier League and some of the things that the right moves that you you talk about there, has the globalization of the Prem really done anything good for? fans and and clubs in the lower leagues in England? Has there been a trickle-down effect, or are they just in in the same spot that they were in 20 years ago? I think economically there hasn't been very much trickle-down. 
Uh, I mean, the main trickle-down effect, which uh, in the past, you know, might have been through the transfer market, is, you know, through the parachute payments. So, you know, the championship is now full of teams that for three or four years after relegation are on what would be in pretty much any league in the world, absolutely extraordinary incomes, you know, an extra 30, 40 million pounds a year, I think it's going to be a season uh, under the new television deal, possibly more. So I think there's been that sort of trickle down, which has made, has shaped and changed the nature of the championship. Um, but down in the sort of, you know, third and fourth level in the conference, it's on the one hand, um, you know, very little money has gone down there. And of course, the gap, you know, the perceived level of inequality, because these things are always relative, has got much greater. But I think also just the extraordinary uh, kind of increase in the sort of status and appeal and interest of football in general, which the premiership has driven, does have some benefits further further down the line and you know i kind of think there are some really there's some interesting overlaps you know most people at bristol rovers if you go there on a tuesday night you know for an evening game against uh, i don't know you know forest green rovers um people at half time are checking the champion league, league scores and not just because they've had a bet because usually they've got a team that they're following in the champions league you know they sort of there's a little bit of you know they keep their interest there but for for live and for kind of meaningful football they're going to Rovers on a Tuesday night. So there is some kind of there is some kind of overlap there. Well, that's good the to hear. There's, really, that's good to, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to say, I think the people who are really not benefiting, you know, because like guys at Bristol Rovers, the players, hey, they earn an, earning a fortune, but they're all doing really nicely. You know, they're all driving, you know, Mercedes-Benz and Range Rovers, and it's really not a problem. But where it's not trickling down, where it's not going is in you know, into the real grassroots of amateur football, school football, playing fields. You know, we've still got a situation where 90% of public football pitches in this country and the number are diminishing don't have women's toilets. Hello? You know, how basic is that? You know, so that's where, that's really where the trickle down hasn't happened because there's no mechanism at the moment to make it happen. Well, in the in the ninety seconds before we got to head to break here, David, when when can we expect to see that mechanism, or are we are we dreaming to to think of anything trickling down to the true grassroots level in England and seeing all this money and all these millions actually do something at at the spots where the game began at, at the humble beginnings of of sure. football in Britain? I mean, pessimism of the intellect, optimism of the will on that <laughs> on that one. I mean, it's interesting that the new Conservative government uh, here, the uh, the Minister for Culture, who um, takes some interest in these matters, has actually, even they are saying, you know, really under this historically unprecedented television deal that you've just achieved, there isn't going to be some money coming down to the grassroots. We might, you know, and this is a conservative government, we might actually have to intervene here. So we'll see. Well, it's interesting how it parallels. I mean, it's a much, much smaller level, but many of the things that we talk about here in the American soccer landscape with uh, with Major League Soccer and, and MLS relations with the grassroots in this country, or some might say the lack of true relations between MLS and grassroots in this country. It's amazing to see it on a far grander scale in the UK right now, but many of the same principles are at hand when we're talking about these Premier League television deals and all the money and how none of it is really trickling down to the true grassroots. 
grassroots of the game. David Goldblatt is our guest here in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. When we get back, we're going to talk about some interesting things going on in many of the uh, stadiums around Europe right now, and that is the Refugees Welcome Movement, and how many clubs and many fans in Europe have made it publicly announced that Syrian refugees are welcome at their games. We're going to talk about that with David and what this all really means in terms of politics blending with football across the pond. David Goldblatt with us right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Football season starts Sunday, and you could kick things off by winning $2 million at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. You've never experienced football like this. It may only be week one, but it already feels like the playoffs at DraftKings.com. And every broken tackle or spectacular catch could take you closer to a $2 million payday. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code ATTACK to play free for a shot at $2 million in Sunday's $10 million millionaire maker. Enter ATTACK for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Howdy, folks. Colonel Sanders here with an inspirational radio message. It is never too late to follow your dreams, friends. My dream was to create a $20 family fill-up with eight pieces of Kentucky Fried Chicken, two sides of taters, coleslaw, and four biscuits that will feed a family of four. Well, folks, that dream has become a reality, a reality that is now available for purchase. KFC, it's finger-licking good. Available for a limited time only. Pricing and participation may vary. Tax extra. World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Nate Avarea and David Goldblatt here with you. 
Now, David, we, we ended the last segment by kind of transitioning into, into this new topic after breaking down the, all, the, all the money issues going on in England right now and the lack of trickle-down to the grassroots level. And this is a whole other topic uh, entirely here, but this refugees' welcome movement that's going on around Europe. And specifically, we've seen most of it actually in the Bundesliga and, and in Germany with various uh, sets of fans in the German top flight. What do you make of, of this, of this pronounced public response from many of these uh, supporters groups and even many of the, the clubs themselves uh, making, it, uh, making it known to everybody that refugees from the Syrian crisis are, are welcome at, at their football matches? Um, I just think it's a fantastic act of generosity. Before it's anything else, I just think you should one should just sort of see it for what it is, which is a sort of genuine and amazing act of generosity back, not merely by symbols, but, you know, by the German government's policy towards Syrian refugees and the mobilisation of resources and goodwill in German civil society. I think it's it tells us that, you know, that Germany is a place that understands what it is to be a refugee. A lot of, you know, Germany absorbed what? 10 million German refugees from uh, the rest of Europe where they, when they got booted out in 1945, you know, people from the East, East and, you know, and subsequently, and, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's impressive that, um, that they haven't forgotten that. And I think it's amazing that football is one of the main, if not the main place, you know, beyond the sort of like formal political sphere where people can publicly express this and make a kind of concrete and public pledge about it. I mean, it just demonstrates what a powerful place football is for sort of nurturing notions of solidarity and communality. And, you know, we all live in very individualised, atomised worlds where people don't think a lot about collective solutions and about the needs of others. And, wow, it turns out that football is one of the places where that kind of, you know, emotion and imagination is best nurtured. So um, amazing is uh, what I think. And, you know, it's not just, it, it's being back with other stuff. You know, Bayern München, I know, have been donating a lot of money to causes. You know, this is people putting their hands in their pocket and not just fans, as far as I can see. So, you know, the symbols are brilliant, the vibe is brilliant, and then there's a bit of material support as well. So um, this is very encouraging. Not not necessarily repeated all across the continent, you know. Um, we've got, uh, I mean, you know, there's been a reaction in England and we've had some fan groups showing refugees welcome banners here. Um, the debate is very fraught politically, uh, as you probably know, in this country. Um, and we have smaller independent initiatives from various fan groups. So we have, but it's not quite the German response, um, which has just been, yeah, magnificent. What do you make about the story that came out of uh, Toronto the other day of a Toronto SC fan trying to put up a refugees welcome banner and having the banner taken down by security? Do you think that was just a, a, a coincidence or was there something more to this that, that there was no no uh, aspirations to be connected with any of this from the, the Toronto FC heads or was it just a, a security guard taking down a banner that wasn't supposed to be up? It's probably a bit of all of those security guards are just all just like, you know, that's the... That, that that's basic training, isn't it? You know, see a banner, it's got to come down. Trouble. Um, I think it's interesting. What I understand of the incident is that the club's rules are, you know, no political banners. And there's the question, you know, is an expression of sort of, you know, humanitarian, you know, love and solidarity, though one obviously with all sorts of important economic 
political implications. Is that politics or is that just a social statement? I mean, if you know, if you put up, I wonder, you know, if they put up a uh, a sign saying, you know, Jesus saves, you know, or God so loves the world, would uh, would that be political? You know, um, and there's the interesting thing I think for Toronto and MLS to ask themselves, you know, and it's interesting that. It's not, and I just, as like I say, I don't think it's just about the fact that it gets you on the telly. Though, of course, that's important. It's that you know, in in North America, football has the same kind of nurturing qualities and the possibility of creating these sort of fabulous, imagined communities. And of course, the people who run Toronto FC want to think about it as a business all the time. But you know, there's something more going on, and they should think hard about whether they want to nurture that or whether just you know in a sort of bland, commercial and dull way, eradicate it. Well, they should definitely, definitely think about all of those things and no no banners, uh, nothing relating to political content. How about just humanitarian content? And that's what just really irritated me about the story. And again, it could just be a complete coincidence. It could have just been a, a security guard taking down a banner because he was he was doing his job. But this notion that there's nothing allowed to be political in, in any MLS stadium, whether it's Toronto all the way to Los Angeles. I want, I want you folks to go back and listen to a show that we have archived where we had our friend Ian Joy on who played for FC St. Pauli in Germany, a club that their, their roots with their fans come from their politics, from their humanitarian efforts and, and what they stand for. And again, many of the points that David's making right here on the show and how these tie into football and how football can accomplish things that many people think are impossible based on just the power of the game and, and the magnitude of the game and how we can bring people together through football. So uh, I, I don't want to say shame on you, Toronto FC, but I hope that these things change and people are allowed to put up a banner that simply says refugees welcome in an MLS stadium. Moving on from that topic, I want to ask you before we had to let you go, and I know we only got about five more minutes here with you, David. I, I brought this up with the off air and I talked about it in the opening as well. The first time I actually ever came across your work was your radio documentary series, uh, The uh, the Power uh-huh. and the Passion, which you did uh, for the BBC back, I believe it was five years ago, back in 2010, you started that thing. Talk about what the radio means to you and specifically radio football, radio soccer over the years. I really love radio as a medium and I I particularly like it for doing football because, you know, most of the time and rightly so, we consume football visually. You know, I mean, I like to listen to a football commentary on the radio, but it's not really much of a substitute, you know, for the visual. So it's quite nice just to do it without the visuals to kind of allow you to sort of step back and just really hear the stories and the sinews and the structures that make the spectacle that we watch all the time. Um, And I love the intimacy that radio can produce, you know, from just the focus on a, on a single voice. Um, I think that's, that, that's an extraordinary power and how I think it also, you know, you're very unencumbered when you make radio, when you make telly, you know, you just like it's sort of imperial bashing of the situation. You know, we've got to set this up so it's a good camera angle. It's all got to look like this. And with radio, you can disappear. I mean, I made a program about the fans of Beitar Jerusalem and went to see them in a uh, Israeli FA Cup match, uh, third round against uh, against uh, Ahi Nazareth. You know, which is a small amateur Arab team in the north of the country, and these are the kind of Likud ultra nationalist nutters. 
And I was able, you know, to have a conversation with the fans, you know, at half time when I, I caught them praying at the back wall of the stadium, you know, and I said to them, I was able, like, like they were at the Wailing Wall, the away fans. I said, what are you doing? You're praying for, you know, you're playing, praying for goal in the next, in the next half. And they looked at me very seriously and said, no, there's a million Arabs in this country. There they are. I want them to see me praying in their stadium. What an extraordinary moment. You'd never get it on television if you stuck a camera in his face. But radio quietly, just there as two human beings, you can capture it. David, do you got any other uh, radio ideas brewing for any other any other documentary projects uh, coming? <laughs> I was going to ask you about any new book ideas. What about any more radio documentaries? Well, I'm kind of I'm, I'm working away at the moment on a political and cultural history of the Olympic Games. Um, which uh, I'm going to uh, I'm hopefully have out and about next year um, before the Rio Games 2016. Um, and um, I'm hoping to do some kind of radio version of that. And then beyond that, I'm um, it's going to be it's 10 years next year since the Ballers Round uh, was published. And I can't go back and rewrite it, even though loads of amazing new things have come to light and masses of brilliant work has been done in the last 10 years. But what I th- would quite like to do is... Is, um, is have a go at writing a survey of the last 10 years of global football since the ball is round uh, was published and bring us up to date for Russia 2018. Now, David, uh, in the, the under two minutes that we got left here with you, you are a, a Bristol Rovers supporter through and through, and, and we were talking about this off the air. Could you tell the good listeners of World Soccer Talk Radio, as, as a fan of a, of a team that has been in the lower leagues for, for so many years, what what keeps you interested in in the Premier League here in 2015? Oh, well, my first love, you know, is Tottenham Hotspurs, inherited from my father and my grandfather. You know, love of my life, really. You know, till definitely till the age of you know eight or nine. I mean, completely obsessive. So that sort of never goes. You know, I mean, try 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 hard as Tottenham do to eradicate that. <laughs> um, and my thing with Tottenham is, you know. The logarithmic scale of um, of position versus wage bill in the uh, in the Premiership is just absolutely it's so rock solid. We're going to finish seventh or sixth again, you know, in an amazing season where you're lucky and you've got Gareth Bale, you know, for one great season, or you know, we can make the Champions League as long as Chelsea, of course, don't win it. Um, just saying, um, and that's you know. I find it hard to kind of maintain the interest when that is basically what's on offer all of the time. So, you know, Rovers, by contrast, is, uh, yeah, no, it's 500 metres from my house. You know, it's an amazingly funny place to go. I mean, no one's going there for art and no one's going there for victory. You know, you're going there for the fact that you hear the funniest insults of goalkeepers I've ever heard in a football stadium. <laughs> and David, but, David, I, I hope, I, I thoroughly hope that I can get over there on a Tuesday night and go see, uh, go see a Bristol Rovers match there with you. Yeah, make be... sure it's really cold as well. It's we no will, good I, will, it's I will be there on the coldest, grayest Bristol Tuesday, and we will do up a Rovers match. David Coldblatt, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck on your uh, upcoming projects there. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Again, that was David Goldblatt. We're back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned. Some cars don't get older. They get faster and louder and more beloved. But inside, it could be a whole different story. 
one you can't see. So Valvoline created Max Life, our best defense against the hidden signs of aging for cars that are just getting started at 75,000 miles. We introduced motor oil in 1866, and we've been reinventing it ever since. Valvoline, 140 years under the hood. Visit AutoZone now and buy five quarts of Max Life in an oil filter starting at $24.99. See store for restrictions and details. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Health insurance is on everybody's mind right now. You either don't have it or you have it and you think it's too expensive. And you probably feel like you don't have any options. We can help. We are the Health Markets Insurance Agency. We offer health insurance plans from major carriers nationwide and likely have a plan that can save you money. Whether you're self-employed, on a COBRA plan that's about to expire, or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, the Health Markets Insurance Agency can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. Health Markets Insurance Agency is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242. We all know health care has changed drastically. It's quite the puzzle to sort through your options and find a health insurance plan that's affordable and maximizes your benefits. And you're now required by law to have health insurance or you may pay a tax penalty. So let the Health Markets Insurance Agency help you. They offer plans from over 120 different companies and can even help you obtain government subsidies. Let them do all the research for you and show you how affordable health insurance can be. A service that's at no extra cost to you. Call now and learn your options to find affordable health insurance. 800 614 Health Markets Insurance Agency is the DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products. Service availability varies by state. World Soccer Talk Radio, back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. iTunes, tune in, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, WorldSoccerTalk.com. Tweet me, Nate Albarrea, at NateWST. Tweet us all at World Soccer Talk and at Sports Byline USA for updates on the program. Another huge thank you, pardon me, to my good friend David Goldblatt for joining us. And uh, be sure to check out as much of David's work as possible. There's so much good stuff to choose from his books over the years and as well as his radio documentary work uh, that we talked quite a bit about. But the uh, the ball is round, a global history of soccer. He talked about that, uh, you know, coming up on, on 10 years since he actually produced that book and kind of revisiting that piece of work. Check out The Game of Our Lives, the English Premier League and the Making of Modern Britain and also Football Nation, the story of Brazil through soccer. David, 
a professor, a lecturer, a speaker, a true academic of the footballing world, and uh, we'll definitely have David back on the show sometime real soon. Great finally connecting with him, been a fan of his work for quite some time, going back to the power and the passion and the first episode of that radio documentary series again, A Night at the Opera, all about the Milan Derby, experiencing the Milan Derby firsthand. And so I listened to that a couple of times. I revisited that a couple of times this weekend as the Milan Derby was going on this past Sunday with Internacional winning 1-0. But Mario Balotelli almost scoring a stunning equalizer. He hits the post after coming off the bench, just a few minutes after coming off the bench into the game. I think 75th minute, Balotelli just clattered one against the upright it was not to be for the Rossoneri. It was Internacional 1, AC Milan nil. So, it has been, what has it been since the Champions League ended? Barcelona beating Juventus 3-1 back in, back in uh, was it May, May, late May, June? Early June. They actually played in early June this year in Berlin. It's been 100 days, been over 100 days since Barcelona lifted the 2014-2015 UEFA Champions League trophy after that 3-1 victory over Juve. And finally, this week, folks, oh, I know you're all brewing for this. It's time for the champions to return to fill our weekday afternoons and evenings, depending on what time zone you're in, with pure and utter joy. Now, if you're like me, you love putting your soccer expertise to good use by playing Fantasy soccer. I, I, I do like the fantasy soccer, but there's one game in particular that I like. And it's the Euro Fantasy League because you're doing it as a, a Champions League fantasy. It's beautiful. What better way to put your, your expertise to the test than by putting the best players in the world in your fantasy soccer game? With EuroFantasyLeague.com, you get to select your fantasy team from six of the major European leagues, including the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, Ligue 1, Dutch Eredivisie, Portuguese, Primera Liga, and it all comes together just for you. So imagine picking a team that could feature Ronaldo, Aguero, Pogba, Zlatan, Rooney, and Messi. You could just piece together all of those on, on one football squad or any other world-class footballers that you can think of. And you can play for free. You can do the free games, have a lot of fun at the free games, or enter one of the $1 or $10 games where you have a chance to win prizes ranging from 500 all the way up to five grand. Plus, you can choose between a typical fantasy game or a draft format and enter as many prize or challenge games as you would like. This is your opportunity to show your expertise of European soccer. That's right, not just one league expertise of European soccer by playing against other fans from around the world. Set up your free fantasy soccer game today at EuroFantasyLeague.com. Again, head on over to EuroFantasyLeague.com. A huge thank you to EuroFantasyLeague for their support of World Soccer Talk Radio. The hashtag RogersOut on Twitter is trending quite a bit. And on Saturday late morning here in the West Coast, where I call home, or in the East Coast in the afternoon here in the U.S. of A. or in the evening over there in Great Britain, it was trending quite a bit after Liverpool were defeated 3-1 by their arch rivals, Manchester United at Old Trafford. How do you feel? about Brendan Rodgers right now. I just want to I want to throw it to you real quick. How do you feel if you're a Liverpool fan or if you're just a fan of the English game and and you realize how this modern era works and and the the quick to the guillotine philosophy of so many of these owners and and heads of clubs in England? 
How do you feel right now about Brendan Rodgers being the manager of Liverpool Football Club? I personally, I'm going to take the objective look at this first after what we saw on Saturday in that 3-1 loss to Man U. I see Brendan Rodgers getting sacked by Christmas. I see him being out by Christmas. I said that, that Steve McLaren at Newcastle would be the first uh, to, to get the guillotine. I still stand by that. I still think that McLaren is going to be gone before the new year and the, the dumpster fire that is Newcastle is going to continue to rage. Oh, my God. How about Newcastle and Sunderland? 20th and 19th in the Premier League after five matches each on two points. Winless! Sunderland and Newcastle, the far north, the tears of the far north in the Tyneware Derby. So apart from Steve McLaren, I see Brendan Rodgers as the favorite to get the sack. Liverpool sitting in 10th place on seven points after, after five matches. And someone sent me something on Twitter the other day that was a very interesting observation about the, the type of football that Liverpool have played this year. Two absolute world-class goals and one that should have been ruled out for offside. That's it. That's, that's every goal for, for Liverpool <laughs> this season in five games. Take nothing away from Mr. Benteke, who scored one of the greatest goals that I've ever seen on Saturday. But the way that this team is playing and, and sort of the, the dependence on playing Route 1 football up to the big man, which I'm all for many times. I don't want to sound like a complete hypocrite here. I'm all for old school Route 1 football. I think many people fall far too much in love with this new age tiki-taka trickle-down crap and, and valuing of the overvaluing of possession. I have no problem with Route 1 football from time to time. But Liverpool just aren't clicking right now at all. It, it looks like there's four different styles within the squad, and that's got to come back to the manager. That has to come back to the manager. So again, speaking objectively and looking at this thing as someone who just covers the Premier League for a living, not as a Liverpool fan... I think Brendan Rodgers is going to get sacked by Christmas time. Now, this is where it's interesting, and you might find this kind of ironic that now I'm going to look at this as a Liverpool fan. I hope he gets the whole year. I hope he gets the whole season. I hope he gets a chance to, to make a crazy, ridiculous run late season and try to sneak into the top four because it looks like there might actually be some parity in the Premier League this season. Looks like there might actually be an opportunity to make a late season run and get into fourth place. There was an opportunity last year, and they just sucked at the end. It was, it was all there was to it. It was a down year in the Premier League, and Liverpool could have easily snuck into fourth place last year. They didn't. I hope that that parity continues to reign in the Premier League as a Liverpool. I'm speaking right here as a Liverpool fan. I hope that Brendan Rodgers gets all the way to the end of the year. Whether or not you think he deserves that, I'm, I'm pushing that aside right now, because who's going to come in? And I'm going to speak directly to all the Liverpool fans that listen to this show. Who's going to come in and rescue this thing? You're going to fire Brendan Rodgers. Let's say they're in, in eighth or ninth place at the new year. And, and there have been horrible performances and a, a few more embarrassments. You, you, you sack Brendan Rodgers. Who are you bringing in to, to, to rescue this thing? Who's going to come in and do a better job than Brendan Rodgers midseason? I know that sounds like such a defeatist mindset and almost a lame way to look at this thing, but really, who's going to come in and just save the day? Who's going to be our knight in shining armor that's going to just come in, rescue this thing, make a January signing, and take Liverpool back to the Champions League? I don't see anybody out there that's going to come in mid-season 
I mean, what are you going to do? Go out and, and <laughs> I mean, get get Harry Redknapp to come in and pull a, pull off a, a mid-season rescue job? I mean, Sherwood's already going to be taken. Can't do that. Pull Nigel Pearson out. Get Nigel Pearson to come manage Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp is not going to be coming mid-season. I don't know. Maybe Rafa Benitez will get fired by Real Madrid in November, and then he'll be available to, to come back with the Rafa homecoming. But really, folks, in all seriousness, I'm not buying that there's anybody else out there that's going to do a better job. Yeah, it's the squad that he's assembled, and he should take much of the blame for tactics not working and for players not clicking with each other. But I don't see anybody else that's going to do anything that much better, and I sure hope that Brendan Rodgers gets till the end of the season. And I go back, I'm going to tie this back to our conversation about the U.S. men's national team last week, and everybody calling for Jurgen Klinsmann's head. And many of the criticisms that I throw out at Jurgen Klinsmann. I hope that Jurgen Klinsmann gets all the way through 2018. Why? Why Why sack him and start new? Really? Let him have it. Brandon Rogers. let him have to the end of the season. See what he does. Jurgen Klinsmann, U.S. Men's National Team, let him go till 2018. There were people actually throwing out sack Barino on Saturday, this weekend, with Everton and Chelsea. Some people were throwing it out jokingly. I I threw it on Twitter jokingly. Other people were throwing this out seriously. Chelsea, five matches, the reigning champion, sitting in 17th place on four points. What was Jose Mourinho doing this summer? He he didn't go out and and sure up his back line. He he spent all this time on John Stones and, and couldn't pull it off. Sack Mourinho. Do you realize the age that we're living in and just how ridiculous it really is when it comes to these managers having their heads being called for? It's absurd to me. Have some patience, folks. Let's see what a manager can do when he actually gets a full season. When he actually gets the opportunity. I know what you Liverpool fans are saying right now. Well, Brendan Rodgers has had four seasons. Okay, well, you know what? Give him till the end of this one. Give him till the end of this one. See what he does. If Liverpool do not make the top four, which I don't think they're going to, then he's gone in the summer. Then Brendan Rodgers is gone. The Fenway boys come in, and Rodgers is gone in the summer. And you get to bring somebody in, and this is fair to the new guy, you get to bring somebody in who actually has a fresh start in a summer to bring in his own recruits and do it his way as opposed to coming in to a dysfunctional sinking ship in January. That's not fair to a new manager. Brendan Rodgers, I hope that you get to the end of the season with this Liverpool squad. I'm rooting for you. I'm obviously rooting for Liverpool. I hope that things can turn around. But by the looks of it, (laughs) that's not a sure thing by any stretch of the imagination. So that game, by the way, on Saturday, which I listened to on the radio, it's quite the experience. Thank you to all my friends over there at TalkSport. Great, great radio play-by-play. Listen to Christian Benteke with his bicycle kick from the gods. Listen to that on the radio. And then Martial, the most expensive teenager in the world, with a Thierry Henry-like effort to clinch the game for Manchester United and win it 3-1 for the Red Devils. The game lacked any sort of... Liverpool lacked that killer instinct for, for much of the game, and then came Penteke saying, here's your, here's your killer instinct. But one thing that I will say about Liverpool in that match is it was so clear how much they missed Coutinho. And I know that might, might seem obvious to some, but it, it needs to be said that that squad right now the creative spark depends on him. 
the spark being lit creatively depends on Coutinho. Roberto Firmino, oh my goodness, he is not looking like he's settling in in the Premier League. But again, give him time. Let's not panic. Let's let the other Brazilian have a little time at Anfield, a little time in the Prem, time to adapt. I hope he can work things out, but he did not look too hot against Manchester United. I cannot wait for Coutinho to make his way back into this Liverpool team because they need him if they want to have that creative spark. Shout out to the other Merseyside club. (laughs) The other Merseyside club that's currently in seventh place right now, Everton. The Blues, the Toffees of Goodison, and the Scottish Messi, Mr. Naismith, his hat trick against Chelsea that sank Chelsea all the way down to 17th place. My favorite match of this Premier League weekend, before we uh, take it to our final break here, World Soccer Talk Radio, it was Leicester and Villa. I've talked about this with Arlo White on the show, Arlo, a, a boyhood Leicester supporter. The best match that I ever attended in England, it was at least one that I have the, the fondest memories of, was in 1999 at Filbert Street, a midweek nighter at Filbert Street. And it was Leicester City against Villa. Leicester going down 2-0 and then coming back and, and tying it 2 and almost winning it 3-2. So I'm watching this Leicester-Villa match at the King Power Stadium now, at the new stadium in Leicester. And I was just getting so much deja vu watching Villa just play the sublime football in the first half and go up 2-0 and Leicester fight back. And not only tied it to the way they did back on that night in April of 1999, but actually get the third goal, a gritty, gritty goal from Dyer to make it 3-2. And poor Brad Guzan. Oh, my goodness. Brad Guzan let in seven goals in five days for his national team and for his club. Not the hottest week for Brad Guzan, who is still tipped to get the start against Mexico on October 10th, despite what Tim Howard is doing in the Premier League. It's Brad Guzan's job, and Brad Guzan, according to Jurgen Klinsmann, will be starting at the Rose Bowl against Mexico on October 10th. What do you think of all of that? We're back after this to close this thing out on World Soccer Talk Radio. Rogers in, Mourinho in. Patience, patience, patience. Stay tuned. Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707-800-949-8707. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp 
Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. Well, this past weekend, a star was certainly born at Old Trafford. The world's most expensive teenager, Anthony Marshall. Anthony Martial scored a beautiful debut goal that had many pundits comparing him to another Frenchman by the name of Thierry Henry inside of the right foot after beating a Liverpool defender and making him look foolish. That was very Henri-like. Well, now with Manchester United third in the table, the Red Devils have an opportunity to narrow the gap at the top of the table this Sunday. They travel to the South Coast to play Southampton, 11 a.m. Eastern time here in the U.S. of A. And I would like you to join our good friends Gaz and Adam, two of the blokes from Full Time Devils, the most popular United channel on YouTube. They will be calling the Southampton Man United match live on Rabble.tv. With the Rabble, all you got to do is tune into the TV broadcast, press the mute button, and then head on over to Rabble.tv to listen to them sharing their analysis. With Rabble, you can listen to their broadcast on the desktop, iOS app, and your mobile browser. Join in by posting your questions or observations in the comment section or create your own broadcast and call one of your team's games. Cut your teeth as a broadcaster. It's easy. It's free. It's Rabble. Join the full-time Devils on Rabble this Sunday, 1045 a.m. Eastern time in the U.S. of A. on Rabble.tv where it's your team and it's your call. For the producer, Dom Jimenez, the gaffer, Chris Harris, our guest, David Goldblatt, my name is Nate Abarea. Cheers. Bye for now. World Soccer Talk Radio. Signing off.